KUCI. It makes me wanna. KUCI. It makes me wanna. KUCI. It makes me wanna. KUCI. KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. Welcome to the show, listeners. You're listening to KUCI, 88.9 FM in Irvine, and streaming online at KUCI.org. This is Dimitri, and I'm your host for Countdown UCI, the show where I talk about UCI news and have interesting guests from the university. And today I'm joined with... I'm joined by two excellent people. One is my somewhat co-host. She comes on most weeks, and that is Rachel Tong. Rachel, say hi. Hello. My voice is cracked. That's kind of uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I have a fantastic guest, and that is Sonia Cook. She's an MFA student in the art school, and we're we're going to be talking to her about her new play, and... uh, uh, that'll be in the second half of the show. For now, Rachel, I have actually pretty interesting things to talk about. I actually have what I consider to be interesting news. So let's start by uh, talking about Beep. What is Beep, Dimitri? <laughs> So um, I opened up the, the, the new U today, actually, and I saw this uh, large advertisement for Beep. Beep. Huh. It, it was for beep. <laughs> Wait, what was that again? Beep. Oh, okay. And yeah. does that stand for something? Well, maybe. Yeah, it does. Uh, it, it stands for the Bicycle Education and Enforcement Program. And the huge advertisement was basically to talk about how, how skateboarding is prohibited on campus. Huh. There was this... The, the, it, okay, let me tell you this. I, I know about how much uh, ads in the new U run. And this was at least like a three to four hundred dollar ad, and uh, it had this person on and on a skateboard on it, and it just said no skateboarding, and uh, I just it, this made me this, this actually made me upset. As a skateboarder, a skateboarding American, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I really think I am a minority group that's wildly discriminated against, especially on this campus, and. Okay. Um, these types of things keep happening. The, I, I keep getting, you know, the fake uh, wannabe cops trying to tell me to get off my <laughs> skateboard around the student center. Wait, what are they called? Community enforcement or something? Community something yeah. officers. Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something. Yeah, I, I, I actually 
truth be told, I once told him, I, I, I once told this guy while speeding by him that he'd have to shoot me if he wants me <laughs> to get me off, if he wants me to get off my skateboard. Well, this is America. Don't they carry guns? They, they don't, thankfully. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, <laughs> but yeah, um, all right. So this, I, something else I just found just hilarious, and, and I brought it in to show you, is on this, on this ad for Beep, they had uh, a link to a map, and uh, th- th- this map, it was supposed to show where skateboarding is allowed and where skateboarding is not allowed on campus. So, of course, of course, I went online and I went to look at this map. And it was just, it, it was hilarious. I, here, I, I, I'm... Let me take a look let, at this. Let me show you. You're just going to love this. <laughs> oh, okay, so... It's like a big let, F-U. Yeah, let me describe what this map looks like. So, it's a map of UCI and all red areas designate no skate devices and the whole map is red. <laughs> is there even a green spot? Yeah, yeah. Everything, oh, yeah. everything that's not campus. UCI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everything that's not UCI is uh-huh. is not allowed. Uh-huh. And everything that, that just happens to be outside of UCI. So like and, Stanford and the Court. Thing, the best thing is that the green is like a white. So you can't really <laughs> even see it. That's the best part. But no, the 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 funny thing here is like that that they gave you a map. <laughs> so so for for your convenience, these are the parts where where you're not allowed to park. I don't know. It's it's like it's like some weird sick joke. So wait, did they like enumerate the reasons why skateboarding on campus is dangerous? They didn't. Huh. I I mean I I I know approximately why they're why they're doing it. Wait, and I don't know why. Can you please explain? Yeah, it's uh, a uh, last year, they had somebody get run over by a skateboarder, and somebody broke a leg, and etc. And that's pretty much about it. Wow. Um, huh. So one isolated incident causes this whole. Yeah. I get that. That it, makes sense. I really it doesn't make sense. I really want to make fun of the map more. It's it's like me giving you it's like me giving you a guide. Like like Rachel, can you like shut up and and instead of instead of that, I'm gonna be like I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a guide. This like with my hand moving uh, up and down. Like this is what you're doing now, <laughs> and this is what I want you to be doing. Hmm. Just just so you have that guide in case you. Just in case. Yeah yeah, I'm gonna give you a guide to it. Huh. Yeah. Wow. I really wish um, our listeners could see this map. It's it's how do you describe it? I like it really is just the whole thing is red, mm-hmm. and that is kind of like a big fu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Like no. Anyway, all right, we're gonna we're, we're gonna move on. I just thought it was it was phenomenal <laughs> that, that that this bicycle whatever beep that beep <laughs> took out took out this huge ad to tell me to get off my skateboard. I think UCI needs to like, reprioritize. It needs out. to grow a pair. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So oh. something else, I, I actually did learn something else from going on this website from uh, um, that that this that that you know this this link gave me, and uh, I I learned something interesting that I'll, I'm gonna guess a lot of my listeners don't know, and I didn't know, is that did you know that if your bike gets impounded, I guess would be the word, that if you lock it up somewhere inappropriately, attach it to a railing, something, uh, that uh, they take it away. Did you know that there's a place where there's a, de- there's a designated bicycle scavenger yard on, on campus, campus where yeah, where, where you can buy bikes for really cheap? Oh, you did know that. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, I, I didn't know. And I actually, 
Apparently, the, the, this lot is next to parking lot 90, which is uh, right on campus and Jamboree. So it's where the hydrogen, oh. the, the, the hydrogen fill-up station is. Yeah, and where the where those apartments are, right? The Siena or whatever they're called, Toscana. The huge apartment, like the huge apartment building. Yeah, I think so, right? Or Calypso. I don't know what they're all called. The, yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, so it's 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 where the it's where the hydrogen fuel up station is, and um, uh, it's it's also where the campus mailroom is. It's where uh-huh. the uh, apparently there's some air research facility there. Uh-huh. But anyway, I I looked this up on I for first I didn't know where parking lot 90 was, so I looked this up on the interactive uh, map, and then I really wanted to look I wanted to see what the scavenger what this not scavenger a lot, but this. <laughs> uh, and the reason I'm saying that is, is that the 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 program promotes that every last Wednesday, I'm gonna read this for you. That every last Wednesday uh, of every month, from 2 to 5 p.m., the salvage yard is located adjacent to lot 90 and is open to the public during this event. Mm-hmm. Sorted piles of bikes and parts will be available for salvage free of cost. Bring, I know the bikes are really awful, though. Bring your own tools. Whole yeah. bikes will also be available for purchase. 15 to $40. Mm-hmm. So go figure. That's, go find rusty bicycles. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Yeah. No, I, I could see a reason where, why, why you might need one at, at, at some point and why you might need to go there to get some part. But I don't know. I just found it interesting that, that if I had my bike impounded, I guess, if I had it removed, if I, you know, the, the chain's cut and it taken somewhere, I would not have any idea where to go. So <laughs> apparently this is where it gets taken. Here, I printed out a, I, I printed out a Google Map satellite photo of this place because I just thought it was, it was interesting. Here, uh, 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 Rachel, you can take a look at this and uh, maybe describe it to the listeners. The, the bikes are lined up against against campus. Huh, yeah. It's so, and there's a whole row of them. Yeah, it's like this triangulated area with blurry bicycles off to a corner. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, Red and yellow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't that, that clear, but those are, those are definitely bicycles. And, yeah. Um, can you please talk about what they, what they did to our student center? Yes, please. Um, so, and I'm referring to the specific part where you walk in from, like, the student center parking structure, and then you walk up those stairs, and then, mm-hmm. lo and behold, the walls are blue. We have this, like, paneled wall of, like, TVs, and then pictures of people and our trustees, and it just feels really uncomfortable. I don't know. You don't like it, I take it? I don't like it. I think it's really ugly, actually. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah, I liked it before when it was just plain. Like, we didn't... <laughs> it, it, it wasn't like we tried too hard. I feel like mm-hmm. now we're just trying too hard. Like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. I... It really seems like the administration was like, okay, no more controversy. Please, <laughs> please, no more of this. No more of this whole, like, the Muslims against the Jews, the MSU against the anti-Jews for Israel. No more... Uh, so let's Spend our money on ugly paint. Let's let's <laughs> I, really. I, I really think this is this is where they were going with this. Uh, that I mean, you know how after the Irvine Eleven incident, uh, God, we're still talking about this. I was just even though say, I, yeah. Uh, but but the campus spent like three million dollars on some on some Jewish awareness center or something. Uh, and I, I think this is right along the lines of 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 that. That they're just trying to seem like they're. Uh, 
I don't know, they're culturally enlightened or trying to make the students culturally enlightened. Mm-hmm. I really do think this is... Uh, but for me, it just comes across as wasteful. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not as if we have, it's not as if we're in, like, booming fiscal times. Like, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. are poor. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that again? Like, the four... The four unit, four dollars per so, unit. So yeah, we're gonna we're uh, we're, we're gonna get to this, but um, I I I, I did want to comment more about this uh, uh, about the student center business, and uh, I did on on one hand want to 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 still say that that a lot of uh, the complaints that that go towards the student center are often misplaced because mm-hmm. uh people give uh, comments like oh my my fees are going up but housing is doing this the arc is doing this the student yeah. center is doing this mm-hmm. but all of those are basically self-supporting businesses yeah um, i agree mm-hmm. the the student center uh, i once heard the comment that that you know how how terrible uh, that the student center is repainting its walls blue yeah. just because they don't like white walls even I though know. they're fine yeah. and uh, uh, they just thought this was super wasteful. However, I kind of want to say that, that guys, this is a business, and it's also, it's, it's really supported by uh, even off-campus groups coming to rent. That's true. Uh, to, to rent rooms from the student center, etc. Uh-huh. That's true. But uh, so this this isn't just my issue of them wasting money. I just think it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, it, you go in there, and it's like a circus, and it's, I don't know, if, if it's supposed to uh, make you feel culturally enlightened or just happy and, and peaceful, there's like a whole wall of the word peace written out in, in, <laughs> in, in different languages, which mm-hmm. I, so clearly that's what they're going for. It, it kind of, it, it made me feel the opposite of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like, it comes across as <laughs> very facetious, for sure. Yeah, and it has this completely discordant feel by, yeah. it really is like being inside of a circus with, <laughs> With lots of colors and, and other stuff, it's just no, 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 very just jumbled. Blue. Just blue, blue everywhere. Like let's just just blue. Like I think it's the ugliest shade of blue. Sorry, I just have this gripe about that shade of blue. Really? So ugly. It's everywhere. That doesn't really? help. But when it's compl- like complemented by some like gray green carpet and like gray green chairs and uh, sorry. Interesting. I have uh, problems with colors. Uh, it does seem that you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's let, let let's talk about our last uh, news topic, and pretty much n- I'm gonna guess nobody knows about this. And it's um, I was in legislative council meeting, and the, what I'm talking about here is the legislative council of student government. And yesterday we had the vice chancellor for planning and budget come in to give a presentation. She came in along with the head UC Irvine IT officer, apparently. I've forgotten their names, but I'm not exactly sure those are that important. Is that Aaron? No, Aaron Eccles is... No, no, no. That's just ASUCI. Oh, I see. This is the head. Like, he's in OIT. I don't think he's the head of OIT, but Uh I think his position in OIT is head IT manager or head IT officer is Uh is what he said. And um, he started talking about this proposed is, is kind of what he uh, pitched it as, this proposed $4 a unit fee that would go to cover technological improvements, upgrades, etc. And everybody's kind of listening to this as, okay, I mean, you know, he's, he's pitching a good, uh, he, he, his pitch sounds good in that uh, he's talking about how, you know, the, uh, we've been riding on past, um, 
past upgrades mm-hmm. that that you know uh, if a router's on for like five years straight at the end it looks like you know a pile of pubes is on it from <laughs> the dust uh, from yeah from all yeah. the dust and the fact that it has a fan that's been on for five years mm-hmm. etc and that we can't just there, you you can't just install this equipment and expect yeah. that it'll just last and um, well that's a lot of money though four dollars per so four dollars so, per unit so let me uh first let me talk about the need here and and the need again does seem obvious in that there is an IT department and they do have all these people that they do have to pay them they have to pay their retirement plans they yeah. have to do all these things and uh they need to buy new routers and all these things cost money and if the students want wi-fi access at some point somebody has to pay for it um but here's here's just the great part, and and it's that this guy comes in and he, and he starts pitching this, and it, it all sounds okay, and and uh, then we kind of get to the, the the this question of so how are you planning to implement this? Is are you asking for a student referendum on this for a self-imposed tax? And uh, no, apparently that's not what ha- that's not what was going on at all. This is something that the administration has already decided. Oh yay! Without any student. Without in, any yeah. student. In, so 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 none at all. Zero. And now so it's it's it was it went to planning and budget and then it went to the uh, chancellor and it's basically it's it's basically a done deal. The, the students ask the question. So is this basically already happening? Decided and uh, the planning and <sighs> planning and budget vice chancellor was like. Um, Actually, not 100% official. We're still doing the final vote, like, very soon. But basically, yeah, basically it's happening. Another big F you. Like, yeah, yeah you exactly. Getting, you just keep uh, getting served. I just really want to say that, that, that the, the, the great part is, 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 is the following. Is that they came in. They came in to act like it's, some, it, like it's some democratic thing. Like, they're asking for your support. They... If, not until basically the very end, when the students started getting agitated, and they're like, "Why are you here? Why are you here?" That, <laughs> or I'm sorry, they, I'll, I'll be honest. Nobody actually ever asked that. It was just this. Uh, people kept poking in this idea of we were never consulted. We first found out about this like last week at some student conference, and now you're here telling us about this. It's a done deal. You're trying to make it seem like like you're 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 giving some. Uh, uh, some semblance of, of democracy, some semblance of, of, of student uh, input on this, when there's none. Yeah. They're, they're really there. All right, the ASUCI has an EVP office, and, and the EVP uh, executive vice president machine is basically there to bitch. It's, it's to bitch about um, uh, inc- fee increases. It's to bitch about lack of services, etc. They're just yeah. there. The, Basically, their their whole purpose is just to bitch to other people and try to and and, and to look and, like they're doing something and yeah and yeah. and try to change things try to at least and uh, I just saw that these people were there at meeting to basically try to protect their to, to protect themselves in such a way that the EVP machine would uh-huh. not try to go after them yeah because yeah. I mean nobody wants so who is there specifically from EVP I mean Patrick is there and oh, I see. that's the the 
the executive vice president is there, et cetera. Well, so, wouldn't this be uh, more of like an admin affairs thing, seeing as it's more internal? Well, no, in that it's it's already done, and the EVP. I mean, this, this, this isn't this isn't a question. What uh, what I'm trying to say is, it seemed like they were there to try to prevent like student leaders on campus oh from from like taking up a cause against this. Yeah. If they were just there, you know, they they seem like real nice dudes. Then nobody. Would kind of object to anything, and they would just take it uh, lying down, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, it was just—it was just honestly. hugely upsetting. Yeah. And you know what? On this line, I really do want to encourage the the students. I to to read uh, an article in the New You this week. I I found I, I I looked through it today, and I found just this amazing uh, op-ed piece, and it was by Mark Levine. And uh, let me tell you, it's on page. Uh, here we go. It's it's on page nine, and it's and it's titled "This is How a Great University Dies." Wow! And uh, it's really one of. Uh, I think if you need if 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 you need some sort of uh, inspirational piece on that 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 should make you feel like you should change things, this really is it. And I really want to encourage students to read this and uh, to feel like they should be making a difference. And um, yeah. Um, again, this is how a great university dies. It's by Mark Levine. I'm going to see if I can have him come in and, and speak to us about his article. But I really want to encourage students to pick up the new you and to give it a read because it's inspirational and it really sheds some more light on exactly what's going on. While basically the student population is taking it lying down. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we Actually, come back, right before the break, can I can I do a shout out really fast? Yes. Hi, show. Okay, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we're going to take a quick quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to Sonia Cook about her new show. Again, she's an MFA student, and uh, she did an adaptation of Antigone. So yes, stay with us through the break. Mike check, one, two, big poser coming to you fake yeah. ever. Got no more games since nah. I got with the juice. No uh-uh. cruising with my friends, they cut me loose. Now my coach is hating, parents keep berating. Good thing my team's still behind me saying. Hey yo, what happened to my teammates, man? Hey, yo, where y'all at, man? Come on, man. I thought we were family. Ugh, don't be a poser. Hear more at don'tbeanasterisk.com. Brought to you by Ad Council and the U.S. Olympic Committee. Do you think you've been discriminated against at work or when applying for a job? Call the U.S. Equal Opportunity Commission anytime, any day at 800-669-4000. It's unlawful for an employer to harass you or treat you differently because of race, color, sex, national origin, pregnancy, or disability. The law also protects you from retaliation for complaining about discrimination. Again, the number to call is 800-669-4000. Equality at work. You're right. The EEOC's job. And we're back. Um, so I'm in the studio with Sonia Cook. Hi, Sonia. Hello. So it's so nice to have you. So tell us a little bit about uh, your play that, that you put on, and uh, it, it got quite a bit of attention. Uh, it did, which was really surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most unfortunately, a lot of shows at uh, UCI Drama go completely unnoticed. Mm-hmm. That's the, true. The school knows about them and well attended by the students, mm-hmm. but the rest of the university, there's really very little correspondence between the university and the drama department, mm-hmm. as far or just the uh, 
the music department, the dance department. So it was great. I mean, it was an outdoor walking production, and I think mm-hmm. that's the main mm-hmm. reason why we started to get some attention, because we crossed over the bridge and brought the show to UC Irvine. Mm-hmm. You know, it made it easier for people to access what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was uh, basically took a Greek tragedy, mm-hmm. Sophocles' Antigone, mm-hmm. and cast 14 actors and worked with them on it. And it's, it started at the little theater in front of Humanities, and it walked pretty much to the Rock Garden, to Rolland Hall, all the way down to engineering, then to Langston Library, mm-hmm. and then, you know, that was the tour. So how did this work exactly? It's, it, it was an outdoor play, mm-hmm. um, I, I understand. So it, it started in the, leader, uh, in the Little Theater. Was it, was it divided into scenes that were played out in different parts of campus? Yes. So basically, uh, um, audience members were told to meet in front of the theater, so outside. Mm-hmm. And then there were four chorus members, four women who were masked in Greek tragedy mm-hmm. masks, mm-hmm. Um, and that were lent to me by the head of my program, Eli mm-hmm. Simon, very generously. He was allowed us to use those. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the chorus basically shepherded the audience to the scenes. Mm-hmm. So they, they, had they, uh, they had their own act, and they basically made sure everyone got to where the first scene took place. Mm-hmm. Once that scene was done, they took them to the next. Now, most of the time, the chorus had odes, which are basically songs mm-hmm. that they sang either about what just happened or about another subject. So while people were walking, the chorus had these odes that they were sharing with the audience that were often physicalized, danced, sung, chanted, mm-hmm. um, yeah, basically just communicated to the audience. Were audience members expected to start at the Little Theater and attend most of these scenes? Yes. Or I see. They traveled with us. I mean, mm-hmm. they could leave whenever they wanted mm-hmm. to. And we picked up a lot of people, too, along the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, actually I imagine, the most fun. Certainly, I, I imagine just regular students walking across campus would be very interested, huh. at, at, even if they saw, you know, one of the last scenes to, to see a play unfolding on Ring Road somewhere in Aldridge Park would be uh, definitely a scene. To, yeah, certainly. Oh, yeah, we, we we, we would even double our, our audience numbers. Mm-hmm. We'd start off with a smaller group, and before we knew it, like there were tons of people. Mm-hmm. And the best part was integrating the show with just the passerbys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, of course. <laughs> there's one scene where the chorus are all singing, and they're all chanting to God, and there's this, like, real, like, there's this man reading a newspaper, right, right? next to them and not paying any attention Mm -hmm. but like that's sort of the whole idea that's the joy of the project is interfacing the real world with the fantasy world absolutely so tell us uh this i understand is not actually antigone it's a uh adaptation of antigone and and a modern adaptation how did you change the the original antigone and uh it's not to, it's not changed that much, mm-hmm. but major changes were made. <laughs> that sounds contradictory. The main <laughs> character was changed. Now, the play is normally Antigone about, was changed. And no, Antigone is the same. Eurydice was changed. <laughs> Creon. Mm-hmm. In the traditional, mm-hmm. uh, it's very much Antigone against the king Creon. Yes. Now, that story, unfortunately, is like laden with misogyny and like, oh, the tyrant, mm-hmm. you know, against mm-hmm. the woman. And depending on what your standpoint is, you can either be like, oh, that stupid woman or all oh, that 
that terrible guy, that king, mm-hmm. he hates women. And I just didn't want to deal with that issue because mm-hmm. it's dated and mm-hmm. it makes you like, it, it, it blinds you from the rest of the story mm-hmm. in a modern, for, for a modern audience. Mm-hmm. So conveniently I had this amazing actress who I thought, you know what, I think she should play the queen instead of the king. So uh, in the play, Creon's wife is Eurydice and she's this weak character who comes in and she like, she's written to be very weak and that's also for a woman directing this. I was like, ah, that's not how I want to portray this woman. So I switched the genders. I Mm -hmm. said, okay, now it's going to be Antigone against Eurydice who has a husband Creon who actually, we decided he had a form of epilepsy. So that was our way. These sound like major changes. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely this was, basically it was just the name change. Mm -hmm. You know, a gender change. Mm -hmm. The rest of the script is straight up Antigone, Mm -hmm. translated by Robert Fagels, which is a very uh, well-known translation. Mm -hmm. And anything else from that is we just cut the script to death Mm -hmm. because it was too long. I wanted it to be quick Mm because people were walking, so Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that people's feet didn't get tired. Mm -hmm. And we took out parts that were just so so much Greek gobbledygook, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We wanted to make it, you know, something people could could comprehend. Of course. Um, So I understand you did uh, on a separate topic, I understand you did your undergrad at uh, New York University. Mm -hmm. What brought you to UC Irvine? Well, I was working in New York as an actress, a director, and an acting coach, and I Mm -hmm. realized I wanted more out of my work, out of Mm -hmm. my craft. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to go to grad school to hone my skills, get a master's, which would make me available for higher education teaching, and and just uh, mostly a a master of my craft, as much as I possibly can do in three years. You know, what is Mm -hmm. that? And uh, also I wanted to work with people again. Uh, Being an actress in New York, I felt very isolated, and I missed working and developing not only myself, but other people. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that's almost how I came to directing because I love working with people and, you know, Mm -hmm. helping them develop their own work. Mm -hmm. So I was drawn to this project because I just, I yearn to connect with people in an artistic way. Excellent. That was a really powerful message. I just (laughs) wanted to say that. Like, really, really well said. Thank you. Yeah. So, Sonia, Um, Can you tell us if you're going to have any other projects coming up in the future in the art school? Yes. Well, I'm cast in in Arcadia by Mm -hmm. Tom Stoppard. Mm -hmm. That's going to be going up um, in March. And also I'm going to be doing Mother Courage. Both the directors for that are our MFA grad directors, Adrian Babatine and Ryan uh, Laratonda. They're fabulous, and we have a full season. Um, I, you know, I just hope that we can continue to let people know about our shows, you know, because we have a full season of great shows, and I'd love for people to know the information so that they can see it if they'd like. Excellent. Well, I, I, I certainly encourage all students to check out uh, the shows of the art school, and uh, just as a side topic, uh, probably not the best place to put it in, but I really do love the art school. I think UCI's art school is amazing. I think physically the, the art school is by far the prettiest part of yeah. campus, and it's just the one that, that I go there. It smells different. It feels 
feels different. It just, I enjoy really being there. And I've attended a couple of plays, and they've always been phenomenal. So, again, this was Sonia Cook, and uh, her recent play was Antigone. Um, so, you've been listening to Countdown UCI on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Uh, if you enjoyed hearing about the show, I'm going to have a podcast up online. Uh, and you should uh, go ahead and follow me on Twitter if you're interested. Uh, the URL is uh, twitter.com slash countdownuci. And actually also on Facebook, facebook.com slash countdownuci. Uh, so, okay, join us next week. Coming up next is Our Digital Future with Zeba. Zeba.